What is up, guys? Welcome back to the episode of Friday the 14th podcast. I'm uh, one of your hosts, the Emosuo one, Franco, along with my uh, lovely, lovely co-host over here. Manny Fresh, you're, you're lovely. You keep introducing me in such nice ways I don't know how to respond. I, I don't get compliments. <laughs> yeah. Uh... We're here for another episode. Uh, today we're reviewing Smile 2022. It's uh, on Paramount Plus that you can be watching it right now, along with the bar- with um, Babylon. Babylon's on there too. Babylon, yeah. Not, not a horror movie, but if y'all didn't know, Babylon's on there. <laughs> we're promoting Paramount Plus. Yeah, Paramount Plus sponsors us. Yeah. Um, I'm just putting everything up on the socials right quick. Uh, how's your week going, man? We're here yesterday. Uh, it's, going. it's going. It's it's midweek, man. So, you know, it's always going good when it's midweek. When it's hump day. Hump day. Because you've made it through. Actually, I was thinking about it today. Wednesday is the middle of a regular work week, Monday through Friday. And it's also the middle of an actual week. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, then Wednesday, then Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So it's crazy. Wednesday is midweek, midweek. Midweek, midweek. Midweek. I love, dude, this movie's so good. It's all about middle-aged men telling female cashiers they should smile more. That's what the whole movie's about, right? You should smile more. It's like middle-aged men telling women that. You should smile more. An hour and a half. You, You should smile more. That's the whole... The whole video is that, like, the whole movie is just, you should smile more. The one thing that women hate to hear. Cashiers hate to hear that as well. Cashiers, yeah. Dude, um, I'm going to call him out, but my dad used to do that a lot, and I used to hate it. I used to, like, walk away from the, from the line. parents do that. They'd be like, oh, you look down, you should smile more. And I would walk off, I'd be like, oh, no, no, I'm not doing this. Leave them alone. Please leave them alone. Just let them do their damn job. Yeah. It's uh, it's an older generation that does that. And it's... I don't know, man. I don't know. But anyways, uh, we're here today, Friday the 14th, episode 7 of season 5. Uh, me, Manuel, uh, the freshest of, in the room. Uh, smile, man. Smile. smile. This movie, uh, b- before we get into it, we got to praise it. Cause like before you even went to go see it, this marketing was fucking amazing for it. Did you see the way they marketed it? Yes, I did. They had uh, people in like uh, the stands at games, and they yeah. would just smile. And I was like, okay, I like when horror movies market themselves, man. I think that's such a smart move. It, it was a really amazing, and um, I didn't even know about it until they started marketing it. I was like, oh. Okay, this I, I need to see this movie, and I mean it took me a while to see it, obviously until now. But uh, I still was like, in the box office, like you know, how how did the new numbers did it do well? I was hoping it did well. I think yeah, I think it did well, man. I remember seeing this trailer multiple times that I would go to the theaters, and I was just like, I'm watching that when it comes out. I'm watching that when it comes out. You got to the point that I would see I would see the trailer so many times I knew it. Like we'd go in the theater, I look at my fiance when it was coming on, I'm like get ready. Start to finish, but not no hate, no hate for it. I, I love this movie. Um, you're right, marketing. Uh, definitely got to give props to the way they marketed this. This is what Paramount that made this movie. I don't know who was on the marketing team. I don't know who who did all of it, but uh, they deserve a fucking raise. Even if it didn't do, do good in theaters, I don't care. They deserve a raise for that. For yeah. that, like out of box thinking. Yes, because 2022 was a year for uh, experimental horror. It was a bunch of different types of films, man. I mean, you've seen you've seen Barbarian, right? I have yet to see Barbarian. Okay, well, it's it's it, gosh, 2022 uh, is like. I've been hearing about it and everything, and people are just like, "You need to see it." But I'm like, I'll, I'll wait till we review it. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, definitely Barbarian, man. Uh, 
mad that there's no physical release right now. Ticked off. Yeah, but uh, Smile was released in 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have the release date. I never have the release dates on these. I don't know why I, I think it was August, time. right? Or was it August through September? I feel like those were on that time. Uh, it was directed by Parker Finn, who has only directed two other movies. And it was you also know that other movie. Finn. That other movie he released is a short film. It's the short film that this movie is based on. Oh really? Yeah, there's a short film uh, that, uh, and the short film has the this same gore. Laura, Laura hasn't slept. Yes, and it, it has the main the main character in that short film is the girl that we meet at the beginning of the movie. The not not the main actress, but the the one that she has to. Precursor. There's going to be spoilers, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I have to say that before I say anything else. There's spoilers. going to be spoilers in this, so if you've not seen Smile, please step aside in the nicest way and go watch it. Unless you just don't care for you know, spoilers before you watch a movie. Or maybe by hearing this review, you'll go see the movie. Yeah, I'm one of those that doesn't care. Because like, I listen to this in movie podcast every... I think I do listen to them every Tuesday, but they record every Monday on our channel. I listen to it every Tuesday at work, and like most movies I've never seen actually, so I'm like, okay, that's cool. Sounds Avoiding like spoilers is like a religion to me, bro. Like, uh, <laughs> what's the, they reviewed a whole bunch of Denzel, no, uh, was it Denzel? Yeah, Denzel Washington movies last, uh, last year, and they reviewed, um, Training Day. I'd never seen that movie, and then, like, they reviewed it, I was like, you know what? I think I'll check this out, it's on HBO Max, and I enjoyed I'm- it going to be very honest with you my dad used to watch that movie all the time right and i would sit and watch bits and pieces and we owned it but the only reason i even forwarded through that movie is because eva mendes was in it and i thought she was really pretty as a kid so i was like i want to see when eva mendes comes out and i was like yeah eva mendes is very pretty i think yeah yeah she's in that film but um that's the only reason and now they're releasing the still book it comes out next tuesday and i pre-ordered it because i'm like i it's in 4k my dad loved this movie, and I trust my dad's movie taste sometimes. So I definitely – I love Denzel Washington. I love Ethan Hawke. I've seen a lot of other movies. Training Day is just one that I have not sat through completely in bits and pieces I have. Uh, so, yes, and, and I know because it's like it, – it, it was David Ayer that did Training Day, which is weird because he did The Suicide Squad. Oh, no, he did Suicide Squad. Not The Suicide Squad. I don't want any, any trash talk toward James Gunn. Suicide Squad, the David Ayer. He did that. He did Fury. Um, he also did Tax Collector, God forgive him. Um, but yeah, like he had some good stuff under his belt. And then, oh, he did End of Watch, you know, Training Day, End of Watch, uh, Fury, and then Tax Collector and Suicide Squad. But, um, but yeah, man, definitely got to watch Training Day. Um, but anyway, back to Smile. Sorry, sorry uh, the, guys. The casting was, um, Sozy Bacon as Rose. Uh, Jesse T. Usher as Trevor. Hey, Trevor, uh, baby. Other people. I'm trying to figure out who, who was in the important ones to list, but uh, you also Joel? have the guy from Harold and Kumar in here. Oh, Kyle, Kyle Penn, Penn, right? Yeah, that's one of the doctors. Uh, uh, Joel. Kyle, Gow- Kyle. Yeah, Kyle yeah. He's and important because it. he was in a... Wasn't he in the Nightmare on Elm Street remake? Um, he was in, oh, he's in Scream, the new one, uh, part five. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember his character in that one, though. He played Vince. Um, you said what, New Nightmare? Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street 2009? He was in Smallville. Yes, he was, uh, Barry Allen, Wally West, he was the Flash. Oh, he was the Flash? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that's why he looked familiar. Yeah, except it was Bart Allen for that one, but it, whenever what's it called grabs is uh Yeah, he was not yeah, yeah. He was Quentin, yep. Um, yeah, so he's been he's been I knew he was it said the Walking Dead as well. I said I knew he was in an episode of The Walking Dead. I knew but, it. Um, I was like, I remember that. I guess we get into the movie. You already said spoilers, so spoilers. If you don't wanna be spoiled about this movie, go and watch it. If you do not care about spoilers like me uh, continue listening to the podcast with a smile on your face. Um, oh, well, I guess before we get into it, you can follow us on social media, Instagram, Friday the 14th podcast, social media, 
everywhere Friday the 14th podcast. I don't think anybody's taking it besides us. Go also follow Rasta Tacos. I've been posting a lot there. Um, and if you haven't subscribed, subscribe. I don't know why you're watching this. If you haven't subscribed yet. Hit the notification bell as well. But uh, ratings, man. Ratings. We rate here on a scale of 1 to 5. Danny Trejo's machetes. Uh, I'll let you go first this time. Five. Five? Five machetes. I thought this was just... I, I, I love how new and, and fresh this felt as a film. There there are some comparisons I'll make to another film, but hey, hey, I, I don't know. I have fun with this movie. Damn, raising the bar. Raising the bar. Five Danny Trejo's. I'm just going to do it. Five Danny Trejo's. I haven't like had time to think about it, actually. Uh, I, the movie was really good. It was entertaining. Um, I'd watch it again. I'd watch it with my wife if she wants to watch it. Five, though. I give it a five. I don't think I would. I think four. A solid four. Is four. four is perfect, man. Yeah, perfect. I, think, I think it was a it was a solid four. Like it was real good, but um, if you're not into story, uh, I get you. I get you, yeah. But, yeah, solid solid four for me. Mm. But, spoilers, rest of the uh, episode. Yes. Sorry, I'm sending something real quick. Here's one. You're good. Um... And then we can get into it. Uh, the first... Okay, you watched this film two times. Yes. How was your reaction going into it the first time before you um, watched it, what was your thoughts going into it i had seen the trailer multiple times and there was a scene in the trailer that i compared to another movie um that's on shutter uh and i remember seeing that scene and being like oh they took that from that movie and the more i saw the trailer the more the the me wanting to watch it grew on me because the first time i was kind of like Okay, that looks... Because the first trailers, honestly, man, they weren't even that long. The first trailers were, like, less than 10 seconds, and it was just people smiling. And then it would say smile. Like, that. that's all it was. And then the trailers got more in-depth, and after I saw the trailer the first time, I was like, okay, I think... It, I, I saw that one scene, I was like, oh, that's just like this other movie. And then then I saw it again, and I was like, oh, cool, like, this... um. This actually looks like what, what it's worth seeing. I, I want to watch this now. So um, going into this movie, I was like, uh, it seems it seems new, and that's what I like about horror, man. I love to be like, I, I want to watch a horror movie that seems new to me, um, and I, I'm always looking for something that I guess I I love horror, but I want to be scared at the same time. It's like I want something to genuinely make me crap. Like I'm not lying. If I could poop myself in theaters, I think you would. I'd give you a five. And then I walk out of the theater because it's stink. But um, but yeah, and uh, so Sorry, that was guys. my. <laughs> Sorry, popcorn guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I definitely when I walked out of that movie, I remember just being like, I I actually really enjoyed that. I liked it. I really do. See me, I don't think I saw trailers until I saw the. Um. The marketing for it, the baseball game, when they were there for the baseball game, smiling was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Smiling. Yeah. Um, I saw it then, and I was like, you know, I need to go see what this movie's about. And even I think for Good Morning America, they were on the uh, by the windows and everything. I think they yes. about it. And I had never seen a trailer for it, so I went like on my way to look at the trailer, and I was like, you know, it looks new. It looks like something new age horror. But I was like, I want to see it, but I just haven't. I never had time to go see it. But uh, after watching it for the first time, I um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Something fresh. No pun intended. Ooh, like that? Yeah, like that. But uh, the first ten minutes or so, fifteen minutes. Um, what's her name? Is it Rose? Right. Yeah, the main character? Yeah, Rose Cotter. She's a, a doctor and uh, like a therapist. Uh, yeah. And uh, she has a pretty much into her, uh, going into her life that day, but then she had a, um, 
can't think of the word, patient, who had came in and was talking to her, saying that she was feeling like she was being watched and hearing voices and uh, seeing everybody smile. And then she starts seeing it in the room. We can't see it, obviously, but she starts seeing it in the room with Rose and she uh, goes crazy, starts smiling, and then picks up like a, not a knife, it was like a piece of plastic and just cut her face across into a smile. Mm. How, what was your reaction that first 10? Like, what'd you think about it? Because she's crying and she's saying that, like, she saw her uh, professor commit suicide right in front of her. He grabbed a, a hatchet or a hammer and bashed his head in, like, right in front of her. And she's trying to get this psychiatrist to understand, like, like it's because she keeps trying to give her, like, reasonable explanations. Like, well, it's your mind because of this, because of that. And she's like, no, no, like, you're not listening to me. You're not listening to me. And I always get frustrated in films because it's like, just believe them. You know? <laughs> like some, but I get it. I like the way that this movie plays with the psychiatrist being the one that's kind of like, you know, like there's a reasonable explanation everything, but now there isn't. Um, but no, I remember it being really, uh, I think it's, she stumbles back off of that chair and she falls on the floor and she's screaming. And the psychiatrist is like, what's going on? What's going on? And then I think she dropped the vase, right? Is that what she dropped? She yeah, drops like the vase that was on. The, yeah, and then so she picks up that. Pe- when, uh, it gets quiet. She makes the phone call. It gets real quiet, and then she turns around, and the girl's standing there with a huge smile on her face. But I thought it was crazy the way she cuts herself. Is she cuts herself from like right here, but then down to her neck, like instead of it like going across her face, it like makes the smile like down to her neck. And I remember being like, "Oh my gosh! Like what the heck?" And then she just falls over with a big smile on her face. Like, it's still there. And then I think what really added to it was there's this quietness in the movie. And then the the score. The score is very, like, unsettling. So I thought that was that was a way to start a movie right there. Yeah, it really was. I thought it was very well done. Um, I don't know if I told on the podcast already, but I was watching the first. Uh, I was watching it with my daughter in the room. She was, like, eating and went back and forth to the other room to watch TV. But uh, I was paying attention to her watching it, and she started watching it. And whenever that scene came on, my daughter's two. Whenever that scene came on, I uh, turned it off right away, got her, and I was like, nope, not watching this right now. I don't want this leaving an impression on you at such a young age right now. Because I, I wasn't expecting it. And it was just Very smart. out of nowhere. But uh, I watched it alone yesterday, and yeah, that scene was really good. It gets you hooked into the movie, like, right away. Yeah. Sets the tone what to expect from this film. Yeah, the film pretty much of uh, uh, I guess a curse. Uh, they never really explain what fully it is. It's, it just goes on about Rose uh, trying to figure out what it is. Now yeah, it's, it's um, Rose at this point. It's um like it's basically kind of like explained like in a way fear and the only way that fear can consume and continue to move is if it has if others if others are instilled with it. So, like, it uses that suicide to um, to transfer itself, you know, to, like, uh, to continue the fear. Um, watching it the second time, I was able to, like, uh, really pay attention. Well, I, I, I paid pay attention to the first time, but when you're watching a movie the first time, I'm like, oh, wow, oh, cool. And the second time, it's like, oh, now I can listen. Oh, this happened, this happened, this happened. Um... So, so yeah, there was there was a lot of comparisons I have to another film about this movie, but like good comparisons on how they they play with the entity. Um, it so, yes, so this 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 movie does have the feel of it follows, which is another movie I really like. I like it follows. Uh, that movie doesn't scare me in the sense of the 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 like oh it's it's scary that thing. Follow- yeah, that's eerie. But the thing that got me the most is there's something about tall things. And I'm not calling out tall people. Tall people, you're cool. But when there's tall monsters, like not, not just monsters, there's this scene in It Follows where the, the girl goes to hide in a room and their friends are knocking on the door. And they're like, there's nothing here. It's just us. Open the door. So she opens the door. Her first two friends come in. And then this tall dude, like this tall entity comes in and he has to like hover down to get in. And that messed me up. It just messed me up. I'm like, things should not be that tall. I'm I'm a short king. 
So I was like, things should just not be that tall. And this movie, again, the comparisons are, these entities are following certain people, and only you can see these entities, and they can come back to you. And it follows, the thing is, you have to have sex to... And then if the person that you have sex with doesn't have sex again, and it kills that person, then it goes back to stalking you. Right? But it can only walk, it can't run. Um... In Smile, the thing is, it's done through suicide. If you witness a suicide, it's transferred to you. And in the movie, that's that's the main premise, is she's figuring out how to, how to as, as the movie plays along, it's like, what's the cause of this? And then she finds it's suicide. How do I get rid of this, what I'm seeing? Because, again, it follows. It can come in the form of any stranger. But in Smile, the first girl that in the, in, in the, in the clinic is like... Uh, it can come as like my mother, your father, like my grandfather who died, you know, not too long ago. It comes as, it comes as people you know. So I mean, that's like even more eerie to me, especially like you got dead relatives coming at you, bro. Like it's hands on, bro. I don't care. You're dead. I'm sorry if I once hugged you and called you my, you know, Theo or my grandma. We, we, it, hands. You get in these hands. I don't care what afterlife you came from. You catch me outside. You're catching them. Yes. Yeah, I'm not playing. So um, definitely, I think that's why I give this. I really like it. Follows because it was a movie again. Saw the trailer, didn't think much of it. Kind of slept on it, and then I was like, I'm not even gonna pay to see this movie. I watched it on a torrent site, and I was like, Oh my gosh, I liked that movie. Like I wish I had paid to go watch it in theaters. I, this movie gives me that feel. I watched it in theaters, and um, I watched it with like three friends, I think, or yeah, but I didn't enjoy it. I mean, it was like about sex. And shit, so they really enjoy it. I forgot when it came out. It's kind of like what 2015 ish, 14, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, and the no. premise itself is 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 like, yes, the whole thing about sex. I don't care for the thing about an entity following you. That's what got me. This this entity that you can't escape, that only you see, and it continues to walk after you. And then like, uh, there's even a scene where it gets to her. I think and it yanks her, and nobody can see it. And like, she gets lifted by her hair. And I was just thinking like, that's kind of creepy, man. Like, that, that idea is creepy. The whole sex thing I can care less about. Um, but I think that's what that's what I like, is this... With horror, why I give Smile such a high ranking is because when they decide to do something out of the box, when they create these things, these villains that only you can see, um, I don't know, it just adds to the effect for me. Like, it's, it's really a, a mind. It's like an NF track. He's always talking about how powerful the mind is, and Smile really shows that um what was your favorite uh moments about it um my favorite moments okay so okay so this movie i was talking to katie about this it has a way of building up this tension and making you think that something's gonna pop up and then nothing pops up there's a scene where she opens the fridge and it's really focusing on when she closes it so you're like something's gonna happen nothing there's a moment like, and then then the way he does it is there's this scene when she's listening back to the recording of uh, of the um, uh, the session that she had with that one girl that killed herself, and she has her earphones on and she's really intent. Rose is sitting at the table, and she's really intent and she keeps clicking because she hears something. She keeps clicking it and then turning up the volume to hear it. So I think somebody's gonna scream, right? And I'm like. Oh, it's coming. And then it get the, the sound gets really quiet. We're listening in. I'm like leaning into the TV because at one point she's leaning into her screen to hear better. And I noticed that I do that sometimes when I'm trying to hear better. I'll lean into the screen, which is dumb because it's like you're trying to hear it. You're not trying to see it. And she starts to do that to her computer screen. And then boom, on the side of her, it's the girl that committed suicide. And she like yells or something. And that like, like it didn't really happen, but I just like you know that was one of, that was one of my favorite scenes. Uh, and um, gosh, there was a the dude. What was the what was it? Whose whose head was it that I thought was real cool? Oh my gosh, I had so many scenes that I liked. Now they're just slipping from my head. Now that you're, why don't you talk about one of your favorite scenes and I, it'll, it'll come back? I, I gosh. Um, what you? How do you feel about the the boyfriend, his character arc? Like he, um, seems so supporting and everything, and then once she started going, I guess cuckoo and whatnot, he was like, "Yo, you need help." Yeah. First of all, 
Shout out to Jesse Tuber. He's A Train and the Boys, and I love the show The Boys on Amazon. Um, and he's an a hole in in what's it called in The Boys. Uh, but in this movie, he's very supportive at the beginning, and I'm all for it. I'm like, that's a nice fiance. Fiance. On top of that, Nan's already proposed to her. But then when he becomes an a hole to me, is when they're having that argument. It was yes. After one of my favorite scenes is the cat, the little kid's birthday party. And he opens the, in, it's supposed to be a toy train, and it's her cat mustache. Shout out to the name Mustache. It's such a cool name. Uh, it's her dead cat inside the, uh, the the toy box, the train box. And and then on top of that, it's like she's like she looks at, at the at the seat, and that girl's smiling. She's like, please tell me I'm not the only one who sees it. I'm not crazy. And she falls through the freaking glass table, and then she's sitting there like crying. She's like ah, and then like cut, dude. Okay, so because of that, he drive, uh, the boyfriend meets her at the doctor's, uh, which is, hey, shout out to her manager. He shows up, and he's like, I just want to make sure you're doing good. Cal Penn from yeah. Howard and Kumar. He's like, I just want to make sure you're doing good. Uh, I heard that you got checked into the hospital. And she's just like, I- I'm okay, I'm okay. And then the boyfriend shows up. He drives her home, and then when they're walking away, she's like, I'm not crazy, okay? I'm not crazy. And then he goes, oh, yeah, you're right, because... It's genetic. And then I'm like, oh, what are you saying? And then he, she's like, what are you talking about? I mean, like, your mother had it, and it can run in the family, right? He goes, I mean, come on, Rose. I, you know, wanted to do my research before I decided to, like, commit to something for the rest of my life. And I was just like, bro, your girl needs you right now. Now is not the time to call out, you know, how crazy she is. If anything, sit there and, like, well, I don't know, man. That was a complete 180. I went from being like, oh, you're kind to like rooting for the ex-boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even lying. I was, I was like, he, yeah. I was like, screw this dude. Um, the, the ex-boyfriend was a detective. Just, you know, get with, get back with him. It, it's, that really upset me, man. That, um, <laughs> I was pissed. And my fiance sat there and she's like, what an a-hole. Now that I think about it, he, she's an a-hole. And I was like, yeah, he, he is. He, he is. He lived up to. He was. He started playing A Train at the end of the, at the movie. He was just living up to the. But no, man. Uh, men out there, in relationships, don't be that guy. Don't, take no pointers. Tell her no she's pointers. not crazy. Yeah, just tell her she's not crazy. Unless unless you have like, unless she comes at you with a knife, that's a different story. Which she does, right? She has the knife in her hand at one point, and he's like, you remember he gets scared because like she's like tripping out, and he's like, were you going to, uh, what, what it's scene was that it? Scene, isn't it? Yeah, uh, what is it, what does she do? And he like freaks out about it too, because he's like, uh-uh. That's justified though, but. Yeah, it's very justified. But yeah, I thought he did a very good job uh, flipping the script. One yeah. Um, I did. Yeah. I was supportive with him as well. And then after, I'm like, mm, yeah, you're not the guy. Yeah. Go back to your ex. Go back to uh, Bart Allen. Yeah. Go back to yeah. <laughs> go go back to him. He's uh, the better fit. Um, I just love the way they did the the characters. Wise, I don't have a favorite scene, but like just the the only you can see it. And just like yeah. all those scenes where she's able to see whatever, the smile and everything, like um, her therapist, her boyfriend gets her a therapist, or fiance gets her a therapist, and uh, right, a therapist, right? Yeah, she was she was seeing her, and then I guess had stopped, mm-hmm. and then went back to her again, and then the boyfriend calls her over, you know, which was again, yeah. You know, but uh, that, the scene where she comes in, uh, saying, you know, sorry, I went over without permission, whatever, and then. They're sitting down talking, and she's there, you know, talking about everything going on. And then her phone rings, and the therapist's like, "Aren't you going to answer that?" And she answers, and it's the the therapist. Like that scene to me was just phenomenal. I, I love it. It's so eerie too, because 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 the thing knocks on the door, like it's so physical. It knocks on the door. It looks at her through the window, waves. It walks inside. It sits there with her, has a conversation. You know, that doesn't give anything away. And then when the phone starts ringing, she's like, 
aren't you going to answer that? And she answers it, and then she's like, hey, it's Meredith. That was the name of the... She's like, it's Meredith. I'm so sorry about what happened. And then all of a sudden she looks, and then it's smiling. By the way, ugliest smile came from the therapist. Out of all the smiles I saw, she had the most, like, really, like, eerie one. Um, and then it follows her, and she's like, it's almost your time. Right? Like, like voice changes, and I was like... It pins her against the wall and, like, starts, like, drooling. And, again, I'm telling you, hands, man. Hands. It's going to happen. If there's an entity that nobody else can see, I will fight it. I will fight it. Um, in doing so, though, like, in what you brought up right now, like, that scene was really good. It, we were talking about a-holes. We were talking about, like, the, the what's it called? Her sister was an asshole, dude. Her sister did not feel like a sister. Um... Which is not supportive. Realize, I didn't realize that was her sister until uh, until they. I, I think she mentioned it during the her last scene when they brought up the mom. I thought like that was her friend or anything. It just felt like yeah. a friend. But I was like, oh, that's her sister, man. What what a uh, I can't say it on here. But what a bitch. Yeah, and not only that, but like um, uh, she uh, what is it called? Like when they're sitting there, like again, the 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 fiance seemed like a good guy because whenever. They're like, uh, whenever the brother-in-law says, well, you think that you take a job and being a doctor because it pays really well, you know, what's the point of being a doctor if you're not going to get rich? And then he's like, hey, you know, Rose would do, do this for free if she, if she could. She loves being a doctor. And I was like, oh, shout out to, you know, the, the fiance who ends up becoming an a-hole. But yeah, dude, uh, again, not only that, the sister, I thought the sister was the younger one. Um, whenever she's like, I'm the older sister, I was like, no, you ain't. <laughs> no, you're not. You're the young. I thought it was the young sister. Um, uh, shout out to the Bacon family. I'm sorry. I'm not coming at anybody with insults. I just that's not. It's not an insult. Um, but yeah, there's a scene when she, after her sister, like after she leaves, she's sitting down at the car, and she's sitting in there, and then all of a sudden, the sister walks from the porch to the car, knocks on the door, knocks on it. The window and then her head does the whole twist thing goes, right and then she's like ah! and she's hitting the and the little the little nephew is looking outside the window like damn my aunt gave me a dead cat now she's screaming like traumatized that kid that kid was trying and that's why franco turned off the tv when his two-year-old walked in because that could be the outcome um you don't traumatize kids but that scene there's this movie on shutter called terrified it's in Spanish, the whole movie. But there's this scene when a guy's sitting down, he's in his car, and this, uh, like, paranormal, like, psychiatrist or whatever, she's coming out of the house that they were, like, checking. And you're just watching him in his, in, like, his car, like, trying to start a cigarette, right? And out of nowhere, you see something coming from the porch. And it's all blurry, right? But when it gets closer to the door, her body's, like, contorted. Like, it's cracked. And her head's back, and, like, it's running at him. With the legs regular, but the back is twisted, and it's like help, help! I don't, and I, dude, that scene, ugh, that movie, dude, is so it's eerie. It, it is like ugh. so. When I saw this, I was like, "You took that from Terrified. You don't do that." Like, but again, it still worked. It's 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 crazy. It's um, uh, I'm gonna kiss the director. That's how I feel about this movie. This is good stuff. Uh, and honestly, coming from a short film, I haven't seen the short film, but. Uh, usually, people when movies come out from short films and they're like anticipated, they don't live up to the hype of it. Mm -hmm. Like Lights Out, that movie oh, was yeah, dog dude. shit. The short oh, my. was a phenomenal. The short was awesome, dude. And then I was like, oh, they're making it a full length movie. And I saw the movie and I wanted to fight any critic that considered that a good film. Mm -hmm. That's but, when I gave up looking at Rotten Tomatoes course. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> yeah, shout out to Shout out, to, shout out to who? Uh, Parker Finn. Oh, the director. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I guess the we get towards the ending. Uh, she, the the ex, I keep forgetting his name. I suck at names right now. Joel. I suck at names. Joel. Joel. Or, Joel. Joel. Yeah. Joel. Joel. Uh, she Rose gets with him to find out. You know, he he seems the only one to believe her really, mm -hmm. and uh, they get together to find out what's going on. Uh, it leads Joel to find out that there's uh, um, one survivor 
a string and, that broke the pattern, right? Yeah, so. that broke the pattern, uh, and he's in jail because he killed someone. So they go and talk to him. Uh, she finds out um, exactly what happened, why, and now she finds out she has to kill someone to pass it on. So it skips her. Yeah. The scene where she goes to the the back to the hospital, and uh, <laughs> one of the, the uh, guys I don't know the guy's name, but she goes up to one of them. We're all gonna die. And uh, it looks like she's about to kill him. Mm. And then the doctor comes in. And, like, just the way it, it, the scene was, like, she just started stabbing him multiple he's times. laughing. He starts laughing. Yeah. And the doctor's like, what's going on? The doctor tears off his face. He's like, Rose, what's going on? And then he's like, ah! And, lifts up, and I was like, what the? F- and the she heck? wakes up in the parking lot of the hospital. And yeah, and then the doctor actually knocks on the door, and yeah. he's like, "Hey, Rose, what are you doing here?" And he sees the knife. He's like, "Rose, let me, let me just, let me get you some help, Rose, Rose." And she takes off, and I think she hits a car. You hear it, you don't see it, and she reverses. But I listen. I heard her hit somebody else's car. It made me mad. My poor person. After <laughs> a long shift, they gotta get to there. get to there. That was the one that got hurt the most in the movie. When the car the gets hit by the, huh? Not the cat. No, it's the idea of working a long shift and then getting out to find out there's a dent in your car that you didn't make. Yeah, imagine being like Marvel, fucking Captain America shows your car while you're at work. All right, yeah, you get outside and like Superman's using your car to fight Doomsday. You're sitting there like, I I still have to pay that. I still have payments. I still have payments. But yeah, uh, that's where it leads to the ending. Um, They go... You want to explain it? They go to like a house. Yeah, so... They find out that this string of events, it's caused by, uh, they never explain where the source is, but it leads to him, the detective, Joel, finding out that it's a string of murders, at least 20. He goes, I, it went back as far as, you know, 20, uh, 20 people, but one guy skipped it. Who's the guy? Well, it's so-and-so, he, well, I'll take you to him. So they get this visiting time where the officer, the captain says, I can only give you 10 minutes since it's not court-ordered. So he goes, she goes, Rose goes to speak to this guy who explains what he did exactly and says in order to get rid of it, I killed somebody else, but I made sure the, I killed my neighbor and made sure his wife saw it. Right. And then she goes, so I'm like, Oh cool. It explains you can get rid of it is instead of killing yourself, you kill somebody else, make sure somebody else sees it. Right. So I'm like, can it come back to you though? And the only way, and then it made me realize when the guy says, uh, he goes, you got to kill somebody. And she goes, I had to kill someone? And then he goes, oh my gosh, it's you? And he starts getting crazy. He's like, get away from me. Get away from me. Because he realizes that if she commits suicide in front of me, then the thing comes back to me. So the thing is, you can kill. Like, let's say I go and kill my neighbor in front of his wife. His wife could come commit suicide in front of me. And then it comes back to me. So this thing can be gotten back to you. But she realizes that the source of her trauma, basically it comes from her mother. She had a really ugly past. The beginning of the movie starts with us showing you a scene of the mom in bed crying out for her daughter. In the film, we see glimpses. Like, there's that scene when she's sitting uh, on her bed and she hears something coming from, like, her bathroom. And it's real dark. And then when she turns over, the mom's, like, coming out of the bathroom. That scene was eerie. And she's like, Rose, help me. Like, uh, so then she takes off. She's like, I'm going to go to my childhood home, which earlier in the film is explained that the sister wants to sell it. Or get rid of it. And she's like, no, we grew up there. But she's like, it's just a waste of our time. We're not paying anything on it. We could be making... Like, basically, I kind of agree with the sister. Because when she pulls up to this home, uh, it's dilapidated. It's messed up. She has the audacity to turn on the lights inside as if she knows damn well they haven't been paying the electricity. That's what Katie said. She's like, why would she try to turn on the lights? She, She just... Her sister just explained how they're not even paying to keep the lights on there. And so... So, yeah, so she goes and she figures, you know what, I'm going to lock myself in this house and I'm going to find a way to defeat this, you know. And I think her way of defeating it was, I'm going to, I would have said, like, in order to defeat it is to commit suicide uh, on yourself if you have to uh, without nobody else seeing. Like, if you kill yourself, this thing can't spread, you know. Like, nobody else sees it, it can't spread. So she goes and then you find out, we get a glimpse into what happened to her mom. So her mom overdosed and realized that she was overdosing and asks Rose to go call the cops or call some help because she realizes that she's dying. 
Rose says no and walks out of the room. But then Rose had been holding this, um, had been harboring that her whole life. It messed her up because she's like, I walk out on helping my mom, which explains why she became a psychiatrist because she wanted to help other people who may have addictions or going through stuff. Um, so, so, you know, she finally tells the mom, like, it's, you know what, I was scared of you, I, which brings in the whole fear thing. I was scared of you. I was scared of you and, and uh, uh, all this other stuff. And the mom gets up and she starts to get, well, the mom gets up and starts to walk towards her. Rose backs up, gets out, closes the door to the room. Before she can close it, a hand grabs the door, opens it, and that's me. another tall motherfucker comes out, dude. This her mom's, her mom's giant man, not really, but like becomes this huge thing. And if y'all have ever seen the mask, the first one with Jim Carrey, whenever not when he puts it on, but whenever that a hole puts it on, that like bad guy in the film, the way his face looked. It reminds me of how the mom looks when she's all big. So she's this ugly creature. She's trying to come at Rose. And uh, she's coming at Rose and Rose is like, no, no. Like, you're not going to get me. You're not going to this. You're not going to that. Like, I'm going to defeat you, right? So basically, you think that Rose defeats her. Rose is like, I'm not going to let you have your way. This thing doesn't have its way. And then it seems like, uh... oh, yeah, Rose sets the house on fire. Right, and she walks out, closes the door, and she walks away like, I did it, I defeated this thing, life is good. She gets in her car, drives to Joel's house, gets inside, he's talking to her, and she's talking to him, and she's saying, like, I'm sorry about this, I'm sorry about that, but thank you for being here for me. He's like, Yeah, no problem. And she goes, Now do you think that you could just stay with me? And Joel, the tone shifts, and he goes, Yeah, I'll stay with you forever. And she's like, what? And then it goes from being bright to dark inside there. Things get quiet, and Joel's standing there looking at her like a menace. She gets up, gets scared, starts to run out, and he chases her, ends up back in the house. Turns out it was her mind. The whole thing was her mind. Again, the concept in this movie is fear and the control of the mind. That's how this thing feeds, because the mind is a powerful thing. So this is this is where I make the comparison. So check this out. So it, it, from the first scene in the movie to the to, to this this scene, she's standing there, right? And then Joel pulls up outside. He sees that stuff's going on inside. He's trying to get in. He's banging on the door. He's trying to break it down, right? He's like, Rose, Rose. And uh, she's looking at this monster because it comes back. And then it skins itself. It starts to take off all of its skin. And then it goes into Rose's mouth, right? And Rose is standing there like, and it. And it reminded me, the beginning, when the girl falls over from the chair, she's standing there and she's going, Ugh! like she's choking on something. That thing had finally gotten inside of her. It was trying to like go in the whole movie, you know, it's trying to get there. It's almost time. It's almost time, you know. Some people are surviving only four days and then they commit suicide. So that's where I made the comparison. When the girl's opening her mouth and like gagging at the beginning scene, the one that kills herself, it's the same thing with Rose at the very end. When this thing finally takes and it embraces her body, Joel rushes in and he finally breaks down the door, gets in there. He's like, Rose, Rose can't see her anywhere. All of a sudden, points his flashlight towards the kitchen and Rose is pouring kerosene all over herself. And she's like, you know, throwing it on her and throws the can on the floor. She turns around, looks at him, biggest smile on her face. Then she picks up the matches and lights one. Now, any smart man, all right, any smart person like me and myself would have turned around. But Joel, Joel's demented. Because Joel, instead of being a smart man, like the kind-hearted man he is, and you did deserve her. I'm sorry you had to watch that. Instead of being a smart man, he sits there and watches it. So... You think, oh, it's over. Nope. And no, it's not. Joel just witnessed that murder. And here's the sad thing. Joel doesn't know how to stop it because Joel didn't hear what that man said at the prison. Remember, she doesn't tell him anything. She's like, no, I'm not going to tell. Like, no, it was nothing, blah, blah, blah. So then that opens the door to this movie continuing with the sequel. There can be a sequel now. Because, uh, 
What song did they start singing at the end? I forgot what song. It was like singing like a. Uh, the very end of the uh, the very end of the movie, it starts to play like this one old time song. Uh, it's not Mr. Sandman. It's something like that. I think Barbarian did a similar thing. It started playing an old song at the end of the movie, uh, through all the credits. But yeah, that's how the movie ends. Definitely leads you with like the idea that there could possibly be a sequel, which I'm all for. If they decide to go through with the sequel, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this film from start to finish. Yeah, I, I remember that whole last scene. I would like to see a sequel. Yeah, I think I think it'll work. Uh, they can You know, a, a part of me thinks that if they do a sequel, they're not going to like really pay attention to uh, to Joel. It'll probably start off with Joel killing himself in front of somebody else, and then they carry on the movie with whatever new set or whatever new group of people uh, they choose for this one for a sequel. Yeah. Uh, taglines. We won't do that. Uh, once you see it, it's too late. I feel like that's a tagline oh, probably for that is a good one. Once you see it, it's too late. Um, I would say this. That's a good one. Oh no! It follows. It doesn't think. It doesn't feel. It doesn't give up. Oh. Um. Let's put a smile on that face. Damn, like that? Gosh, who are you? You know, I got these scars. <laughs> when I was a kid. <laughs> Noises. <laughs> he, like, lick his chops like the whole movie. When I was a kid, my dad used to get home. I'd be like, All right, calm down, boy. Um... I would say, like, don't look, or... Tagline would be something on the lines of, um... The mind is a powerful... The smile, the mind is a powerful thing! That's a good one. I, it, it, every time... Okay, every time I think of this movie about the mind being powerful, I think of, uh... Of, of NF, uh, When I Grow Up, I think... Or is this a, it's one of the songs where he's like, the mind is a powerful thing... No, I think it's in Lost. What he's talking about with, with Hobson. It's like, when the mind is a powerful place. And then I also think of uh, Holding On To You by 21 Pilots. Fight it, take the pin, ignite it, tie a noose around your mind, loosen up, you breathe, find it, tie it, tree, tree, tell it you belong to me, have some news for you. for you, you must obey me. Yeah. You are surrounding. That's the, that should have ended the... Surrounding. The, uh, my, my daughter surrounding, sings the, the 10... Times they say entertain my faith in that song. Oh, entertain my faith. Yeah, but she's too selfish. Lean with it, rock with it. When we gonna stop with it? But uh, yeah, those are the two songs that that played like in my head a lot of the movie. I remember just being like, bro, I would have been bumping that hella hard whenever I had to go against my mom. My mom scared me as a kid too, so I did, don't like to like yeah. So I I, I don't blame. Uh, her mom did, I don't know, like, her mom felt like she had a Mexican accent when she was talking to her. And I was just like, but I guess the father, her mom must have been, because her last name was Carter. It was Rose Carter was the name of the main character. Um, but yeah, that, that, uh, I, I, I don't know, man, I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, I, I give it all the praise, all the accolades, that's why I give it five, because it was, it was refreshing to me. Especially seen it a second time. The score is great. It's a movie that doesn't do. It, I mean, I, there's movies that overstay their welcome, and or like try to do too much with too much of a cast. And this movie, it it keeps it keeps everything fine with only like a handful of cast members. And on top of that, it also showed something that's very real. Rose wore that sweater like three or four times in the movie. And I was like, that is real life right there. People wear the same shirt two days in a row. Or if they wear it once, they wear it again. And Rose wore that one sweater, that one hoodie, multiple times. And I was like, that's believable. I know that nobody's probably going to pick that up. But like, it's a movie manual, but I pay attention because it makes things seem more real. 
And that's why I've been seeing my dead grandfather. He just keeps coming after me, man. And I don't know what's going on. But thank you all for being... And I just killed myself on the... <laughs> on the street. <laughs> right away, damn. Uh, Not only that, I just... A whole bunch of witnesses. I just spread it. It's like, if there's multiple witnesses, does it follow each and every one of them? That's what I'm saying. Does it come like VHS viral? Remember at the end they upload the tapes and that's how it like all hell breaks loose. That's what I'm thinking. Like, if you what if you sh what if you like live stream your suicide? Or do you have to be in the same room as somebody? Like it has to be a physical for them to do it at a concert. That's just a question a that can be answered in Smile Two. Smile Two is gonna be called just like upside down frown. It's gonna be uh, you should smile more. Smile Two, you should smile more. Uh, Parker Finn, we're copywriting that. That is our idea. Alright? If you decide, like, oh, I want the second movie to be the end-all, be-all of the film, and it's, like, Justin Bieber killing himself on stage at the end of, uh... That's no... hate towards Justin Bieber. I like his music. Um, uh, yeah. I'm just using it as an example. Killing himself on stage at the end, and then it being like, oh, now it's just spread out of this little town. It should be you more know, of like an NF concert, since he always has the... Face paint smile. Well, well, it's not gonna be good. Well, if you heard hope, have you heard hope? Yeah, dude, I, I found out about that like three days after it came out. I was like, what the hell? I didn't know about this. So, so you watched the music video? Yeah, the music video is fucking amazing. Yeah, but, so uh, like that, the smile's gone. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, but if yeah, it could be made in the in the uh the era of the search. The search, yeah. So yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. But uh, um, that's pretty much it. Uh, thank you for watching and listening. Uh, we'll be back next Wednesday. I yes. believe Juan might be back. Not hundred percent sure, but uh, if he's not, it'll be uh, just us two again. Uh, we're reviewing it from nineteen ninety. You can uh, watch it on Amazon Prime if you uh, pay. I think it's like two ninety nine, three ninety nine for it. Or I'm pretty sure you can find it like any Walmart. Mm, yeah, that's true. But um, but thank you all for listening, watching. Give us a follow on Instagram. Subscribe uh, for the 14 podcast, Brasslin Tacos on Instagram, and uh, you can follow my uh, good friend over here wherever. Yes, uh, Fresh TV 217 on Instagram. That's Fresh with the P H R E S H TV 217. It would mean the world to me. Please follow me in that. Please. Peace, guys. Peace. Thank you all for listening. Love tacos. Yes. Bye. Always.